What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Roddy Perry, and we are back in full effect. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's Monday, Monday, Monday. It's 2 p.m. Once again, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to go out there with my Mexican brothers today and get it in. You understand me? Get my drink on. Matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go hang out with the Love and Hip Hop gang tonight. They they got their premieres going down. We got one of the cast members we're going to talk to today. I cannot wait to chop it up with this lady. I've had the pleasure of meeting her face-to-face. First of all, she's knocked down gorgeous. But beyond that, she's just like one of the realest chicks in the game. Um, And I'm anxious to chat with her and uh, happy to have her on the show today. Before we uh, bring on uh, my girl, let's do this. First of all, shouts out to... Uh, Tamika for Tamika Fest this weekend. My girl, Georgia Me, uh, Tony Award winning poet. This young lady has the most awesome weekend. It took place this past weekend. Um, all the great poets from around the country, Black Ice, Georgia Me, uh, uh, Dichotomy, all these great poets in the same room at the same time for a great cause. So shouts out to Georgia Me for putting on Tamika Fest and another successful, successful event. Uh, New York City, I'm going to be in New York tomorrow, one day only. New York tomorrow, one day only uh, at the uh, Sporting Club. Um, so you can check the website, click on that if you want to come through and hang out with me. If you're in NYC, I'll be in New York one day tomorrow. And uh, my improv class begins May 13th. May 13th is the next installment of Never Deny Next Level, the improv workshop. And uh, Hampton, Virginia, I'm coming to see y'all May 17th. So go to go to com, get all your information on all that great stuff we got going on. And um, thank y'all for tuning in today. It's Rodney Perry, that's me, and you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Y'all check out this, this break right quick, and then we'll be back with my girl from Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian. A housekeeper, a pediatrician, yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo, a housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper, good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back. More Rodney Perry Live. Uh, All right, all right, all right. Rodney Perry. The name of the show is Rodney Perry Live. And you can give us a call and let us know what you think. Direct feedback, direct contact. This is my number. Give me a call. 404-941-6456. Shoot me a text. Say what you want to say. Let Rodney Perry know. You never know. I might take your comment and put it on the air. That's the type of brother you're dealing with. Give us a call. 404-941-6456. The Rodney Perry Hotline. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We are back in full effect. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry live, and we are definitely live and direct today. Um, my first guest for the day, man, I had the pleasure of, of meeting this lady at the Uptown Comedy Corner She's a comedy uh, enthusiast. She comes out and she supports, supports all these comedy venues all the time. But, man, I found her to be really just a really awesome, genuine person. She hails from Compton, California. Bambi is in the building. What's up, sis? What's good, man? The Bam is here. 
<laughs> Bam, first of all, uh I, I just I love I love your branding. You have you have really, you know, been getting your grind on, been getting your work on, creating the Bambi world. Like how deliberate is that for you? You know, it's not even really forced, it just kinda happens and um you know, I just do what I do, and I've always been a natural-born leader. You know what I'm saying? So whatever I do turns into a trend, and people like me, you know, um, just just for being me. It was before the TV. It was before the music, everything. So, you know, I'm just thankful to have a whole bunch of support from people who really, really know the real me. So so let me ask you this. I mean, because you, you, you have gotten all these crazy opportunities, television. Um, I mean, the the camera loves you. Uh, your music is dope. What's your love? Like, what What do you have to do? I have to inspire and empower women, like, for real, for real. That's really my thing. Um, whatever opportunity I get, it, it's just kind of a lot of this stuff is easy for me, and I don't want to say easy, but, you know, a lot of it just kind of falls into my lap, and with that, I just want to create opportunities for other women because I know how hard it is for women and any type of business in this industry, you know, corporate America, whatever it is, it's just kind of hard for women. So I just like to create create opportunities for women, and I really am passionate about that. You know, as I was preparing to chat with you, man, I, you know, I was online and looking at different, you know, uh, interviews you had done, and you seem to keep it really real all the time. Is it ever hard for you to be consistent that way? No, it's not hard at all because, you know, I know my life is public now, and I've really been blessed to not have been put in some messed up situations that I got to be embarrassed about or stuff that I don't want to come out. So it's really natural for me to just tell people the real because the real is what you see. You know, what you see is what you get with me. So it just is what it is. Uh, uh, let's talk reality. You can't talk to Bam without talking reality. Um, uh, you know, we, you popped on my radar uh, on the basketball wives, and mm-hmm. you know that was that was a great intro to the world. Like, were you ever misrepresented? Um, I don't want to say misrepresented, like on basketball wives, because it was it was just a whole different, you know, it was a whole different show, and that show is based around chicks being catty and you know, but for the most part what I did on that show was show people that I am like the bully's bully. Like if I see people getting bullied or picked on, like I'm gonna step in and do something. So I don't think it was any misrepresentation there. Um people probably mm-hmm. just think my whole life is a turn up, like and, and that's <laughs> right, you know, right. false. <laughs> But, you know, like, you only get to show certain aspects of your life, so people just assume that, you know, I'm just a turned-up, aggressive person all the time, and I'm not. Right. You know, that, that's really kind of takes me to my next question, because when I, I mean, we all watch reality. I mean, you know, I heard Ricky Smiley and them going in probably about a week ago going, you know, like, if you're a man, you got no business watching, you know, loving hip-hop or and I'm like, I, I, if you got a woman in your life, you know, to quote a friend of mine, you're probably going to watch one of these shows. And yeah, I find and myself. Not only that, but, I mean, it's so, entertaining. It really is. And what man ain't going to want to sit there and watch some nice-looking women on TV? If 
fighting with each other. Like, I mean, it's it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. That is just, you know, for women. Exactly. So, so, um, ma'am, man, I mean, this reality world, like you say, you're a public figure now. Is it is it a situation where, I mean, uh, it looks like like you say you live the turn up life, but do you ever get tired of being turned up? Are you are you like turned down, please? You know, I I have a lot of turned down moments in my life. Like I really don't really do a lot unless you know it's like I'm out making some money or doing something like that. But I'm really chill. You know what I'm saying? Like I got this new relationship that I'm in and Scrap is, you know, real family dude. He spends a lot of time with his daughter, so most of the time we're just chilling, doing stuff with his daughter. Uh, I, I, I love Lil Scrappy uh, and I think he's just an awesome cat. I mean, I had a chance to sit down and chat with him, you know, a few weeks back and I really like y'all together but can a relationship really make it when you when you kind of living it on television you know it's really hard and this is my first time ever having to be in a a public relationship first of all it's my first relationship with somebody like that's really popular and famous and then on top of that like we're like new into our relationship and we have to live it on tv so that just makes it that much harder because he's used to certain things and I'm not like, you know, people add me on Twitter, like I see him over here or, you know, he's doing this and he, I, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy, but I think you can make it, you know, you just have to really create a real understanding with the person you with and then, um, you know, you try to make it work. Right. Um, the The clips are crazy. Uh, the yes. show is 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 about to hit. Are you excited? Like, what's your what's your state of mind as people are about to see? Like, you already lived this, so you can right. have to relive this now. Like, so what's your how, how are you feeling leading into the season? I'm nervous. Like, I'm not gonna even lie. I have like these jitters because, you know. Um, I have lived it, and I'm not excited about having to relive some of these situations. And then on top of all that, it's just like me and Scrap, we're going to have some issues after we watch the show again. Like, you know, everything is just going to resurface, and I'm I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous, and I'm also nervous about how my fans are going to perceive me this time around because they've never seen me, you know, in a relationship so they don't know that side of me, and so I hope they don't, you know, get too thrown off because, you you know, you have to kind of be a different person when you are in a relationship because I'm not only representing myself, you know, I'm representing him too, so I got to just move a little bit different now. You know, that's a great, that's a great thing you just said because I did a show maybe about a few weeks back about reality, and the question of the day was, who did you like before you saw them on a reality show? Because, you know, it was a time when you didn't know celebrities. You didn't know Eddie Murphy. Right. You didn't know, uh, you know, Wesley Snipes was throwing bitches off the balcony. You didn't know right. that. <laughs> you know? Right. So now you kind of you kinda know, but you don't know. 
I mean, people think they know y'all, but, you know, it's still yeah. a certain amount of, of not reality. So I, I think it's interesting that y'all bear so much, man. I mean, I, I talked to several and, and they, they kind of commit what you commit and then kind of leave it to the editors too because some stuff yes. is up for interpretation. Like, I mean, are you worried about that at all? Yeah, I mean, you always got to worry about that because that that's the part of what makes the show a show, the editing. And, you know, the average person don't really get that. They don't understand that, you know, I may have said something in a different context or, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it gets a little it gets a little tricky because, you know, some things don't really come across the way you intended for them to come across, and it just throws everybody off, and then you got to defend yourself without throwing the editors under the bus, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Yeah. So so yep. let, me talk to, let me talk to Bambi, the hip-hop artist. Yep. You know, you, you get it in. You got flows. How do you describe your style? Well, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because you know I'm from I'm from California I'm from the West Coast but I I really got inspired by a lot of the music down here in Atlanta once I moved here so I still got my same little Cali swag but you know I'm I kind of you know mix it up with a little Atlanta so that's where the Bam Atlanta came from it's the Bambi with the, from the Compton and then Atlanta you know. So. I I I love Bam Lana. I love the lipstick gang, your girls, and, well, and I appreciate I, I wanted, that. <laughs> I really, I, I, this is what I love about you. As as I was doing my research, I was like, you got some real homies that like rock oh, with yeah. you. That that ain't on TV, and I think that's dope. You know that you still got your real folks around you. Is it is it hard for them as you you know all this shine is coming your way? Yeah, it's hard for them because they really don't get it. A lot of my homegirls don't want to be on TV. They're not interested in it. So when they see somebody talk about me, like, they still don't get it. Like, these are just people, and they, they want to go turn up on everybody. they like, where you at? Where you at? Right. So it, it's really hard for them because they see me you know, kind of create this following and all this stuff before I got on TV. And so we was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? We was everywhere. We was doing everything. And if somebody, you know, wants to holler at us, it's like, okay, we're right here. But now everybody don't really understand that I have to move in a different way. They don't want me to do nothing, of course. They want me to just chill out. But they they still want to turn up. They still want to turn up for real. So I got to get them together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the real turn up too, not not no fun turn up like it's all yeah. turn up. Yeah, and not the T V turn up. They they don't understand they can't come to my shoots like when I'm filming, they like the lipstick game cannot come. Like it it can't happen. They can't they can't wow. be here. So they don't get it. They don't really get it, but you know, they're getting it, I guess. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I I I just I just love that whole phenomenon that you created. Um, Bambi, you're knocked down gorgeous. Um, Thank you. You're you're a businesswoman, um, reality star. What's the toughest hat for you to wear? Uh, the toughest hat, well, actually, it's just it's not one as tougher than the next. It's just being able to balance everything and maintain healthy relationships. So, um, and that's most important to me, like my relationships with my friends, 
um, that is like the most important thing to me. So just being able to balance everything and not hurt people's feelings and do all that stuff, like it, it's really rough for me because I don't want people to feel left out. You know, I don't want Scrappy to feel like, you know, no kind of way. I just want everybody to, to be happy. Like, and that's my thing. You know, I can't talk to you without bringing up the infamous hot tub scene. I've seen you address yes. it. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you ever regret the hot tub? Not necessarily because at that time, you know, I had went out with Benzino a couple of times. Um, he was real nice to me and my friends, invited us to his house. Like, he would cook for us and stuff. And, and he was just a real nice guy. And so when he invited me to come to the cabin, he wanted it to be, you know, kind of turned up. He like, yeah, my homeboy, he, he trying to turn up. And, you know, I didn't know it was Kirk at the time, and I didn't know really what was going on. But I brought the turn up girls, not the lipstick gang, but just the girls that we got for that. So we don't got to be in those right. situations. So I brought them, and they took it a little too far. And then the little smooch with Benzino, that was kind of awkward for me because me and him wasn't even really on that. It was like we was cool, we was chilling, we was going out. But when he came, you know, try to kiss me, I didn't want to embarrass him, dude. And I'm like, all right, like I ain't dating nobody right now. He's not either. Um, so it really wasn't that big of a deal to me. But, you know, the fans just took that and just they create their own little, you know, story about that. And it kind of stuck. And so now people right. just swear up and down that, you know, I'm a whore. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that's cute, I guess. But, you know, he, he's gone on his interviews to say that we never even slept together. Like, it was just a little kiss in the hot tub, and that was it. So, yeah. I don't necessarily... Go ahead. No, I don't necessarily re- regret hanging out with him and chilling with him and all that. But, you know, the way people took it, just to get to a whole different level. I know, man. It just just to look at some of the chatter on on Instagram or or on on um, Twitter, it's like people really kind of went in on that. And yeah, but I, I I love the way you addressed it. You know, you know, and that that's really, you know, I think you nipped it in the bud so cold, and you was like, yo, I mean, I didn't want to embarrass anybody. And basically, right. you was like, if, if somebody lean in for a kiss, I'm probably going to kiss. Yeah, man. Like, you know, and then I always get the, the TV kisses. Like, first it was Drea, then it was Benzina. I'm like, people just feel like they can just kiss me on TV. Like, you know, <laughs> it's all good. But I'm I'm getting my um, rejects in order. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to figure out a nice way to not accept these kisses. So so what's 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 next? Of course you got your music. Um are we gonna see Bambi on, on the big screen in the movies, uh and feature film or on television, maybe in a sitcom or, you know, maybe acting at all? Is that is that one of your I, I uh, hope uh, so. goals? I, yeah, I really hope so because before everything, you know, I had did a couple of independent films and I was really going hard with that when I was living back home in L.A. And, you know, all kind of little things were going on. I was excited about getting my SAG card and all, you know, how the little right. actresses are. So, you know, I still have that and hopefully, you know, I can um, get back into that. I tell you what, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Bambi. 
That's right. In coming to you live from Bam Lana, where we're getting it in today. Um, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I got some Bambi music. That's right. We got some Bambi music. Yes. This, the turn-up is real. Nah, it's not like Tig. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. All right. Hey, y'all, it's, it's going down. This is what Roddy Perry. Stay right there. We're ready. Yeah, I can't see. Original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bones. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious, mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mixed bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. Hey, y'all, it's your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. My girl, Bambi, she's better than you.
And um, I mean, you you are really active on it. That's what I think is is the most awesome. How has social media affected your journey up to this point? You know, I just really try to connect with people, and I try to remember the Instagram names and you know what people say. So when I go to the cities, like you know, I can definitely interact with them. So um, you know, it's helped. It just let people know that you you know they can reach out and touch you. So I, I really. Enjoy it. I enjoy connecting with the people who support me. Who Who is your team? Because, I mean, you, you, your pictures are always knocked down amazing. Um, you, you, your image is, is really flawless. Like, who is your Thank team? You. Who are the people closest to you? Um, well, it's crazy because the Lipstick Gang is my team. Like, I don't have no type of management. I don't have, like, the girls around me just, find who they think is the right person to use, and then we use those people. Like, you know, I've got chicks in the lipstick game to do my nails, to do my hair, my makeup, they do my styling, they do everything. So it's just wow. this network that I created of all these women who are so talented and resourceful. I see you smoking cigars. Are you a cigar girl? You know, I smoke one to celebrate every now and then, but I'm not a big smoker. Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm below we, we go. We got to go to the cigar spot one day. Where we get to let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. I love it. I love it, man. You, you're, doing, you're doing so much. The show is about to debut. Um, you and, and, and the homie Scrap are kicking it, I mean, which which I love. Um, are 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 you getting any backlash in the public because of that relationship? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, they a lot of people don't really know Scrappy the way that I know him, and he has never really had a woman who could really understand him and inspire him to be a better person. And so, um, Scrap has all the potential in the world. He wants to become a better person. He listens, and you know, what I'm saying like that's. That's the most important thing with a man. If you tell him something and he listens to you and he can correct it, then, you know, you own. Because ain't nobody really perfect. And if you can take some constructive criticism and correct it and, and get better, then I'm cool with that. So, it, is yeah, there anything hate you him, would, they hate us. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you'd like to correct that people, thought, that people think about you or, or any misconception? Like what's I mean, the, what, what you do you know, my, my biggest thing is people, um, they think I'm a, a ratchet whore. And, um, you know, like, I'm pretty sure this on this season they'll get to see a little bit more of me. So they'll probably, like, that'll probably disappear out of their heads. Because a lot of people don't know that, you know, I'm educated. I have two college degrees. And, you know, I have never been in that many, like, relationships you know I was engaged mm. and all that stuff but you know it's all good people think what they think but at the end of the day they watching and they want to see me and I just really want people to see my growth you know because I right. have really matured over the past year so they'll see it well I'm not gonna hold you much longer man first of all thank you uh, for coming on I really appreciate it um as I as thank I you can, for as having I was me Thanks. As I was doing my research to talk with you, I came across like some of the bloggers, you know, the, whether they're a video blogger or they or they or they write, 
And they say, to me, the bloggers are the wackest people in the game right now because they can say stuff with no regard for the person. Right. You know what I mean? And so that, that's always been kind of whack to me. And so I'm yeah. watching this one girl, and she was just kind of going in on you. Like, oh, did yeah. you ever run across these people and be like, really, bitch? Okay. You know, you know what's crazy for real. Like Bossa, like before I got on TV, they used to be super cool. Like you know, they was following the Bamlana movement and you know, really, you know, kind of supporting what I had going on. But as soon as I got on TV, they started trashing me like crazy. So um, I had set up an interview with Bossa. And I went in their office. I'm like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with y'all? Like, y'all be turned up, like, going in on me. Like, what? what is the fucking beef? Like, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Because y'all knew I've been out here in these streets. Like, I ain't never had no man taking care of me. This grind I have done on my own. I've built everything that I have. And, you know, for y'all to just start slandering me and bashing me. Like, what? What is the problem? So, you know, I did go in there and hollered at them, and they kind of cleaned it up. So I'm cool with Bossip right now. They they kind of lightened up on me, like, for real, for real. And I think that's important. Like, I really wish that I could reach out and touch some of these fucking bloggers and get in their face, and, and I'm willing to do just that. So if I ever see the little bitch you was talking about, I'm going to holler at her. Is that not- <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't gonna tell you what name is because I don't want I don't want them to meet Compton Brandy because Compton Brandy is not Bam Lana. <laughs> I mean, no, no, Bam. no, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it, another, it's, it's another not. game. But you know, I really been trying to like you know chill out and um, just put put my hands on uh you know lay away until uh, somebody pay for them to come out of retirement or something. But you know, like for us in and um. But but some of these bloggers they do get out of control and they just try to ruin you, ruin your life and all that. But you know, I guess they're just miserable people. They're just miserable people. Bambi, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on, sis. Keep grinding. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. You got a crazy day ahead of you. So have a great rest of the day, sis. Thank you so much. Um, and whenever you need me, I got you. And I'm holler at you when you uh free. You can hit up the guard shop. <laughs> Got done deal. Hey, All right, y'all have a good day. That's the homie Bambi from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She'll be getting in. They got a, a premiere party tonight that's going to be going down. You don't have no tickets because you ain't going. You ain't got it like that. But I'm going, and I'll tell y'all about it. Anyway, this is boy Roddy Perry. You tune in to Roddy Perry Live. Uh, up next, one of my favorite comedians. And that's, not, that's no bullshit. Like, for real. For real, for real, one of my favorite comedians coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go nowhere. This is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that or that or this. That, no. Not this. Definitely not this. <laughs> it hurts, but I kind of like it. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Roddy Perry. We are back in full effect. My guest, my next guest for the day, this guy 
I had a chance. I, I was doing a show called Who's Got Jokes on TV One, and that's why I first met this dude. He was so fearless, so dope on stage. I knew because we would put comics through these little challenges, and I watched this guy deal with one of these challenges, and I was like, this guy is a star. He lives in the moment, and if you know anything about my comedy, I'm all about comics that live in the moment. The moment is almost at hand for us to talk to him. Carlos, I know you can hear me. Hang on. Before I bring him on the line, I got to play this song. He did a song with another favorite of the show, Mr. Ronnie Jordan. It's called Hungry, featuring Carlos Miller. Carlos Miller, y'all check this out. Gotta put your eye. I'm high for real though. Seriously, like I ain't even. This is not even a joke about it. Marijuana's awesome. Sorry, mom. I want mine with cheese. I want mine with fries. I'm hungry as hell. Make it super size. They got them two for ones on a map of pies. I swear this happens every time that I get high. Munchies, baby. Munchies, baby. Munchies, baby. Munchies, baby. My fries in my milkshake, but I stopped doing that Got out the shower, couldn't even dry my back Just got the switches from the store, a 20 pack Blunkers all on my floor, bro, I ain't got time for that I like good weed, I like bad bitches that can roll it up In a kitchen that can hold me down no matter what Eating good, so please don't worry about what's on my floor if you a Muslim, you can't eat this shit, cause this shit My high going down, it's going down, it's going down Fucking need I only smoke the gas, I don't smoke that shit And you can't hit my blunt, you ain't put it on this And you ain't in my crew, you ain't in bitch I want mine with cheese, I want mine with fries I'm hungry as hell, make it super size They got them two for ones on the map of pies I swear this happens every time that I get high Munchies, baby 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 That's that shit I like, baby Whoa, whoa I used to smoke that mid But I stopped doing that I'm a grown-ass man Ain't no excuse for that Burning on that loud I got that stupid back Cause my baby mama Oh, All that public with them lobsters and them shrimps At the crib on deck, you know we got them set of biscuits I said set of biscuits, bitches love them set of biscuits All that red lobster ordering forever biscuits That real shit Bitches love them set of biscuits I want mine with cheese, I want mine with fries I'm hungry as hell, make it super size they got them two for ones on the map of pies. I swear this happens every time that I get high. Munchies, baby. 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 That's that shit I like, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your boy Roddy Perry. You're tuned to the Roddy Perry Live. That's my man, Ronnie Jordan. Featuring Carlos Miller going in in the background. 
Well, what they don't know is Carlos got flows out of this world, and you've seen him rocking wild and out. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Welcome to the show, Mr. Carlos Miller. What's up, dog? Hey, man, thanks for having me on the show. What's going on, Rodney? Man, you know what, dude? No bullshit, Carlos. You you absolutely one of my favorite comics. Like when I when I want to sit down, and I want to you know pe- I like to laugh like an audience. Like like every comic don't like to laugh. So you know comics can be some bitter people sometimes, bitter human beings. But yeah, they I hit really you with like that. Hilarious. <laughs> man, get the fuck out of here with that. So <laughs> so That's when what they I do, really. Man. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I've never been that dude. So I love to laugh, and you wanted to really make me laugh. Let me ask you this, man. How did you become so fearless, dude? Because, man, to me, anyway, comedy is just taking a chance. I guess I just never got out of that, that, that mindset that you first have. You know, when you're going out there and you still feel like you got everything to lose. So, Mm-hmm. I always try to go out and give my best. You know that mindset when you first starting out and you hungry and it's like you you right out the door of your real job and you about to commit to comedy full time and it's like right. do or die. I just never got out of that mindset. Wow. What what was that moment for you? Because everybody had that moment where they still they straddling the fence between a you know a regular life with job and this, those things, and, and the life we live. What was the moment for you that you, when you stepped across that line? Well, see, Rodney, I know you're going to be able to understand this when I say this to you. Like, before I even committed to comedy, I was already doing comedy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like anytime I was around a group of people, I always had the attention. I was always the one making the comments and making the whole group of people laugh. So it's like, now that I'm a comedian and I look back, I've always been a comedian. I just... I've never said that. Now that that's, this is my profession, like, it all makes sense to me now. Like, I feel like even if I wasn't a professional comedian, I'd still be that dude at the job who was just acting a fool all day, every day. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody go, come on and get Carlos. We're about to have a meeting, you know. <laughs> you know exactly. Like, yeah, the <laughs> one that, that everybody want to hear her opinions on when everybody checks short. I'm the one who's going to act a fool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's me. So, man, man, um, uh, it's been a pleasure to watch your journey. Um, like I said, uh, you popped on my radar on Who's Got Jokes. And I remember the moment so vividly, man, because one of the elements of the show was throwing these crazy curveballs at y'all. And I just remember you staying so in the moment. And and I, I, I told Bill, I was like, that dude is a star. Connect the dots between then to now, because now you're on national television. Um, like, what's the difference for you now? Man, I don't, I like, the difference now is, like, Rodney, I don't even know if you noticed this, but every time I'm on TV with you, man, I get a standing ovation. So I always credit Rodney Perry. When I'm on TV with Rodney Perry, I got the standing ovation on the Who's Got Joke. Standing ovation on, on the Monique show. It's like when you yeah. are there, it's just you got you bring a you bring a certain energy to me. I don't know what it is. It's like I guess you like my comedy garden angel, but <laughs> that's not that's nothing to do with the question. But from then until now, I just stay focused, man. And it's just I take advice from everybody that I come in contact with. And when you tell me things mm-hmm. like Carlos, you're a comedian that really makes me laugh. You're a real comedian that's in with with comedians that's on TV every day who have their own shows, who have, 
writers meet, you know, like superstar comedians. So just hearing that from you, and I know you've been to the upper level of the game, that means a lot. So just taking tidbits like that and things that when Monique said, Carlos, you're a millionaire, you just don't know it. Stay focused. Like, wow. I just, I've been chasing that ever since she said that because, like, when she said that, the money didn't show up right then, but the people who watched it knew exactly what she was saying. And it's like, yeah. okay, if Monique see me doing the right thing, and she's been to the top of the game, and Rodney Perry, he's telling me this. And then I got people, you know what I'm saying, like Russell Peters and Roseanne and all these people telling me all these great things, just being around comedians who are outside the black comedy circle who can come back from doing HBO specials and television shows and who can come back and I can have a real conversation with a Bill Bellamy who's been doing movies since the early 90s and he can give me information right. like that. That's what I build on. Because it's like, I'm, I, I like, the comedy is going to come. I want to, just like you said, when I'm hearing these things, I want to be that superstar that people see me at. That's my driving force. Um, one, of, one of my biggest fears, and I don't think I even ever said this out loud, but one of my biggest fears personally is to become too famous that I can't connect with people. Because I, I think that's the, the, the biggest hurdle for the black comic or any comic is to get famous because the day you get famous and the day you can't sit in the barbershop and talk with the regular dudes is your, probably your last day. That's the way I see it. Do you agree, and what do you do to stay connected to the regular people? Oh, shit, we just dropped Carlos. All right, uh, he'll call back in. Damn, that was a good question. I want to hear this, this answer to that. Hey, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. I know, I know. He, oh, this is him. This is probably in my head. Hey, I'm sorry. I lost you. Yeah. Yeah, no trip, no trip, no trip. So, damn, I forgot what I said. I said some fly Now, you were saying about too. the last day before, like when you realize that you're famous and you can't connect with people. That's what yeah, exactly, we Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you did hear it. So, so the question is, um, like, uh, and, and, and like I said, as I see it, you, the, the day you, you become famous is the, you know, that's when you're not connected. What do you do to stay connected to regular folks, man? Just the, the, the to the hood. Well, Rodney, it's like you don't, you don't. I don't think I ever lose my connection from the hood because that's why I started. I put ten years of a consistent grind in the hood. People see me, every, and it's like that's. Because even though I'm an adult, I still have grown as a person in the hood. I get my hair cut in the hood. I go pick up my son in the hood. I go to the hood clubs. This, you know, Atlanta is not a place like that. And it's like going through the grind, I've been to so many different places. And it's like I know that real is going to recognize real. And when people see that you're trying to be something or trying to separate yourself from the group, they're not going to connect with you anymore either way because they feel like if you think you're better than them, they don't want to be around you anyway. And that's what mm. I've learned from my environment. It's like it doesn't matter as a black man how much money you have or what it is that you possess. You're still going to end up with, in a room full of people who probably don't have those things and not going to celebrate those things because they don't have them. Like you go mm. to the wow. – like you say, you go to the hood and you see – you see a, a local rapper get more love than a national rapper because that's what he right. came up with. You know what I'm saying? People go, they want to see one of their own make it. And a lot of times when they their own does do make it, they turn their back on the people and want to help everybody except them. Wow, well said. Hey, man, I, I know you're a father. Does your son get it? Does he get, like, 
like people ask me this all the time, so I'm always curious to hear the answer from my peers. Like, do, do you, do, does your son get like who Carlos Miller is? No, my son thinks I'm a singer. He tells people my daddy be singing on the microphone because he see me on Wild and Now that we do the songs. He know every right. line I said on that show. From I mean, if you could turn the episode on, if I said any line, he know exactly when I said it and how I said it. He know the whole old school rap, but he don't understand that I'm a comedian. He think I sing. Wow, hilarious! <laughs> now, I, I know I know this. If you wanted to do music, you could do music tomorrow. Is that is that something that we'll see out of the great Carlos Miller at some point? Right, I got so much respect for for musicians and music. I would that would take like a serious commitment. Like I would really have to lock down and do that. And it's like people mm-hmm. always play with the idea, but like I've been to this. I got music that people haven't heard. That's like real music that you would never even think is mine. But it's, I think that all comes with timing. Like you said, right. I want to I want to put it on the right platform. I want to just you don't want you don't want to hit with me all the time. Yeah, I don't want it to just be something that got 400 views on YouTube. I want it to, if I'm going to do it, I really want it. I want to do, I'm at a level of professionalism where I feel like I got to do it at a certain level. Man, um, you, you went through a, a, a loss recently, and, and you tell me if you don't want to chop it up about this, man, but, you know, I, I know we talked, and, and um, man, I, I really, my heart goes out to you and your family, um, how are you? Rodney, that's one of those defining moments in your life, you know, that, that changes everything. When I lost I lost my mom to breast cancer for the people listening who don't know, and I feel like I have to speak on it because it's really affecting our community at an alarming rate. My mom was only 51 years old when she passed from breast cancer, and she had been battling it for 20 years. And just like you said, you bring the comedy into this. I was on my way to a show. I was like an hour away, and then my brother called me and told me that, and I just had to regroup and just, like, take a step back from my whole life and just reflect. And I I thought about the last time I saw her. She told me, she said, baby, go be on TV. Just go be on TV, baby. I'm going to be fine. And that stuck with me, and then that moment, it reflected. I had to go do a show, so that let me know that even at my lowest point in my life, I could still get on stage and do this. Like, this is in me. This is not something that I'm trying to do. I'm not going on stage trying to remember some jokes I wrote earlier. This is really what I am. And for me to be at that moment in life to know that when I finish telling these jokes, I got to go deal with something real. And I still was able to give those people a good show on New Year's Eve and get a standing ovation and bring the New Year in, right? And then go deal with that. That just let me know that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be with this. Man, I, I know she's happy and proud of you, and I got to be honest, man. Like it's it's a few of y'all in the game that, like, I don't know if I even know if I'm even authorized to feel this way, but I'm I'm happy and I'm proud. Like like you a family member. When I see you on TV, when I see you on TV, when I see you rocking a rocking a spot, and then this is why you a dope ass comic to me. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it don't matter where it is. Like, some niggas don't show up when it's small. You know, I mean, it's just small. I ain't going to really. You always show up. Like, what's what's in Carlos Miller that says I have to show up all the time when I'm on that stage? Because I know if I don't, 
that's going to be the one show that somebody saw. You you never know who you're going to touch in that audience or who's sitting there or who got a cousin who make movies. Any, any time could be the right time if I look at everything. And it's like I've been in situations where I thought I wanted something, but it didn't end up being what I thought I wanted. So it's like I'm still chasing that moment, right? Because I feel the same way when I see you popping up Tyler Perry movies and, and you're doing your thing and you're on TV and you host. And I'll be like, that's my boy. Because just like you said, we're family. We ate dinner outside of comedy and kicked it and, and had jokes with your mama and everything. I've seen the kids in action, been a part of the <laughs> right. family. You know what I mean? So it's right. Like, I, I still want to get, I, I'm looking for that moment, right? And where you can say, damn, look at Carlos. I remember when he was at Throwbacks hosting the comedy night on Thursday. You know, I still need that moment. I, I'm still chasing that dream. I hadn't. And I hadn't had that moment for Carlos yet. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I've, I've seen myself on TV. I've seen me tell jokes. I've seen me act. I want to. I still haven't had that moment where I was like, "Yeah, I did that." So I'm still chasing that moment. Right. Wow. Wow. That's that's well said. I always say this: that every goal you achieve opens the door to another goal. So uh, you've achieved, you know, many things up to this point. What's next, man? What do you want next? I want to be in a movie on the big screen. I've, I've, like I said, man, I've, I've had a great year with TV. I got, I got three huge projects coming out. Two of them I can tell you about, but one of them is still under wraps. But it's huge. This is the biggest thing I've been on in my career. I got Comic View coming out tomorrow, and you know they brought me back for a season six of Wild and Out. We just had the highest rated show in MTV2 history, averaging over wow. a million viewers an episode. The premiere did like a million and a half. So I'm just good. I mean, I've never, this is one of those moments that I've been chasing because, like I said, I got three huge projects coming out on big networks. You know what I mean? So it's like this is huge. Now I want to try to – now I'm at the point now where I have to capitalize off of these things coming out. Man, I think you're poised for something huge. And um, well, let's do this before we before we chat any longer. Uh, go uh, to carlosmiller.com. That's K-R-L-O-U-S, Miller.com. Or you can check him out on Twitter. That's uh, He's at Carlos Miller on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, at man, Carlos, Carlos M. Man, uh, K-A-R-L-O-U-S-M. Uh-huh. It's at Carlos M. Yeah, K-A-R-L-O-U-S-M, the letter M. Yeah. Carlos M. And uh, Oxford, Mississippi, man. How 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 is it when you go home now? Well, you know, Oxford is a small community, and it's like I knew everybody before I ever left Oxford to do anything. I just was that I was just that dude. Like we lived in the projects, but I had more toys than everybody. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like I always stuck stood out amongst Oxford because. Oxford is such a small place. Everybody has their own identity. There's gonna be one dude who dresses in all yellow year round. You know, it's so it's so many things that people done in Oxford that made their characters just them so unique. I always was just myself. I was the loud, crazy, say whatever, I don't care type dude, and I all that was my character. So people in Oxford, they always saw me. It was always funny. I used to deliver pizza in a big. Big Chevy Caprice, a big bubble Caprice, right, with loud flow masters, 
with 15 beating down the block, still hood, big ass afro, <laughs> still with the little Domino's hat on. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to see me right. jump out, pocket full of money, brand new shoes every day. That was my character. I was crazy there. So I always had my own identity. So when I started doing comedy and people heard about it, they were like, man, that's so you. And then they just they just came and they saw me trying to do something other than just being an artist. So I got all the love because I, I knew everybody. And it's like it's an old town with old people. So when you know somebody your whole life, you know their whole family all the way up to their grandmothers and stuff. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like everybody's cousin when I go home. Man, it's it's been great to watch your journey. And and another thing that's interesting that I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and I don't know if it's deliberately or not, so hopefully I ain't throwing you under the bus, but you, you co-parent with a comedian. Yeah. It's, you know, like, just, it's crazy how life happens like that. That's that's so dope to me, man. I, to to watch how y'all, you know, are raising your son. I'm really impressed, man, because I don't know if I could be in a relationship with another comedian that was funny. <laughs> me either. <laughs> me either. What do you mean? You say I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> exactly. But you know, man, that. That girl, she's funny as hell, man, and, hey, we do our thing. We make it happen. You know, it ain't never no hard feelings. We just we just regular people. We go through the same thing that everybody else goes through, but sometimes after we have all these arguments and shit, an hour later we call each other and laugh like hell and be like, you stupid as fuck. I can't believe you said that. So we just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy as hell at one moment. Then we look back and we laugh about the shit, and then she take her part to the stage and do her thing, and we just, you know, we build from it. Because at the end of the day, we still got a common goal. We still want to be at the top of the game and make our lives better for our son. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't it ain't no shit like I don't fuck with her on no comedy shit. We we cool, man. We do our thing. And we going to fuck around and get the right situation and put all this shit on TV one day. I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Carlos Miller. Uh, we in man. here. Your, your, your star is growing by leaps and bounds, man. And I, I, I wish you, you know, the moon or whatever, the biggest thing you want beyond that. Um, Hold up. Before we get out of here, Rodney, this from this yeah. from the young, the young Gunners in Comedy. You the oh, y'all you you got to tech relay this message back to the OGs. They got to let us in, man. There's a lot of young gunners out here. We got to get in, man. We got to get in. Y'all got to come back and get you know some what? of the young you know young dogs, man. This is the thing, Los. They can't stop it. Like this was this was wrong with the game. But right that's now. what I'm saying. If you it's gonna happen anyway, y'all might as well just let us bring us to the table of brotherhood and let's break it down. We but out I, here. I, we I, need I, a I've new Harlem Knights. Oh, man, who you telling, dude? I've always embraced your, your group. You know, because I look at us like high school, like, you know, like when you was a freshman, I was a senior. But eventually, when we all 25 or 26, we all, it's all the same. Exactly. You feel me? Like, when we all get grown, I mean, you grown now. Like, you you might have been a freshman when I was a senior, but, nigga, you, you're 26. You're 27. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we, what we need to now. do. We though, all grown. 
But what we got to do as black men, as black entertainers, we got to stop. We got to break that barrier down. You know what I'm talking about. We got to break that barrier down and, and just let, let everybody know that, look, like you said, we're 26. And just like, you know, with the Kevin and the Mike situation right now, I don't want people to think that's just the whole game because just like you said, we right. are family. And that and them going at it like that, that put us that put us in a risk. We mess with both of them, you know what I mean? But but you know what, man? I, I I've been you know like you. I probably like you. Probably had to answer this question all week. What do you think about the beef? Exactly. Look, at the at the at the end of the day, this is just the reality. The stigma when it comes to black entertainers, period, regardless of what what it is, the idea is that only one of us could exist at the top at any moment. And exactly. as long as you believe that, we're all fucked. Yes, but look at the other side. They can have a De Niro and a Pacino at the same time, and don't nobody get shot. It ain't no beef. They can do fifty movies together and be the greatest of all time. We we got we just got to shift our minds, man. And and the, the fact that we can have this conversation is proof that it can happen. Exactly. It's time for it. And, 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 and it might be it might be your class that get to change it too. You know, like it might not happen in my class. Like, you know, uh, Obama couldn't have been the president three decades ago, but he can be the president now because right. of, of of the stuff that transpired leading up to him. So, you know, we're all affected by history, and so we just got to change our history because what, what happened is, and I don't want to get too technical for the audience, but what happened is, you know, we've been – absent from television and movies for over a decade. If you were doing a Tyler Perry movie, you weren't even on TV, so now we're coming back. So Exactly. Those we, and like you said, Rodney, we don't give a 15 minutes of fame. We don't need to waste 13 minutes of it arguing with each other. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. You, you, might, be, you might be the golden child, baby. Just get ready to, you know, tell if you want the knife. <laughs> I want the night. Oh, but you asked me what's coming up next. Like I said, Comic View is coming on tomorrow night. They brought it back. We got some more hosts, and she's doing her thing, looking good as ever. Yep. So we're going to be – that's the plug. No Wilding Out is going to be coming out at the end of the summer. July the 9th is the premiere. And then I got that. I got another project that's be, that'll be coming right in between those two. Just be on the lookout. Hey, hey we'll on definitely the lookout. Pay your cable bill. <laughs> you guys, you can go to the website. That's Carlos K R L O U S Miller dot com, or you can check him out on Twitter or Instagram. That's Carlos M. That's K A R L O U S M. Man, uh, again, Carlos, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man. I, I'm I'm a fan and a friend, and you know that anytime you need me, I'm I'm in. You understand? Most definitely, my boy Rodney Perry. Word up. Hey, man, keep up the great work. Y'all hit him up. Tell him you heard him on the show. Carlos, I love you, man. Stay blessed. Man, much love, Rodney. Keep doing your thing. Support the show. Support the show. Hey, y'all, that's our show for today. It's been incredible. Uh, Shouts out to Brandy. Shouts out to Mr. Carlos Miller. And remember this, every goal you achieve gives way to another goal. Don't give up. The only way you lose this game is quit. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show. We out. Be good.